Welcome to the Turkey Hunter Podcast with me, your host, Andy Galliano. In this podcast, I share with turkey hunters just like you how to have more turkeys on your hunting property and how to have more successful turkey hunts. I teach you how to do this with tips and interviews with turkey hunting pros, wildlife management tips, and entertaining turkey hunting stories. Tune in weekly as I share proven and simple strategies to help you have more success this turkey season. Make sure to head over to www.iamturkeyhunting.com to subscribe to receive free turkey hunting tips, tactics, strategies, and product reviews. Also, please visit and like my Facebook fan page. Go to Facebook and search I Am Turkey Hunting. And also feel free to post your turkey hunting photos from this past season and let us know where and when you killed your bird. For all of you Twitter users out there, please follow me on Twitter where my handle is at turkeyhitman, and I will be sure to follow you back. And now, for this week's show. Hello and welcome back to this week's episode of the Turkey Hunter Podcast. You are listening to episode number 256, a backup pot of turkey soup. And I am your host and the guy who is pretty darn stubborn and... I do get it, honestly. And what I'm talking about is that I'm about as stubborn as my dad is. He's pretty darn stubborn. And where my stubbornness got me this week is it got me to the point to where last second I had to pull the plug on my original plan of airing the final turkey hunt of the year for you guys today. Remember I mentioned last week that the audio for my last hunt in New Hampshire was very quiet and the majority of the audio is okay except for you can't hear me narrating the hunt during the hunt and because I can't hear myself narrating the hunt as it's going along I have no way of narrating it for you guys because I have no way of knowing where in the hunt I am. So next week, one way or the other, whether I have audio to play for you or I don't, you're going to hear the story of my last spring turkey hunt for 2019. I've given up on trying to get the audio fixed. So at this point, I'm going to pass it along to my buddy who is a pro, literally, at working on audio and video. And so if he can get it fixed... I'll have it for you guys next week. If not, then you'll get to hear me tell the story. And, heck, I might even embellish it a little bit. You can't ever tell about me. (laughs) So, since I could not get the audio of my hunt worked out, I had to come up with another idea for an episode. And here we are, almost a full month since our last episode of Turkey Soup. And a lot has happened over the past month because there are so many states that have either just opened their fall turkey seasons or are about to open their fall turkey hunting seasons. So there's a lot of news out there to put into a pot of turkey soup for you guys. And we're going to jump into that in just a second. But right now we are 177 days, 9 hours, 56 minutes, and 20 seconds away from opening day of spring turkey season in Alabama. So let's get into the show for the week. Now the news for this week's 
a little bit jumbled up, scattered. It's not really in any kind of order for you, so we're just going to jump in and go. Good news coming from Texas. Now, the early reports on the turkey population in Texas for this year is positive. One of the state biologists says that they have been getting reports of very small birds in some areas, and they're kind of hypothesizing that the spring rains that we had may have pushed the breeding season back a little bit later than normal, and that there were excellent nesting conditions at the time, and that this late dry weather that we've had has helped the younger birds to be able to locate bugs, which as we all know, is the majority of their diet. And the biologist said that it's pretty interesting that that's the way that it turned out, that, you know, all these younger birds are running around because when the rain cut off, it just cut off for them. So it turned out to be a great time of year to be having nests, hatching eggs, and raising poults. So hopefully good things to come for the majority of the state of Texas. So the state of Missouri has had several changes to their regulations over the past several months. And starting next year, the Missouri Department of Conservation is going to increase the minimum acreage requirement from five acres to 20 acres for resident landowners and members of their immediate households to receive free permits for deer and turkey hunting. The article goes on to say that resident landowners with five or more acres and members of their immediate households will continue to be allowed to hunt small game, fish on waters of the state, and trap on their qualifying properties without the need of a permit. But they're going to have to have that for deer and turkeys. And personally, I think it's a good idea because it helps the state to be able to track how many people are actually hunting those animals. And that's huge, in my opinion. But that's not the only change in Missouri. So you guys that hunt Missouri should be sure to read up on the rules and make sure that you know everything that's changed here over the past several months. So you guys hunting in Pennsylvania got a pretty big change this year. So you're not going to be required to wear orange clothing when you are turkey hunting this fall. So that's kind of a big deal. And I understand that if you're bow hunting deer that you're not going to be required to wear hunter orange either. So some pretty big news for you guys there. So I'm going to stay in the state of Pennsylvania here for a minute. And you guys now have another piece of property, public land, that you can hunt. In November of 2018, the township of Lower Mount Bethel bought 179 acres, and 1.3 miles of that 179 acres runs along the Delaware River. The property is going to be open for turkey hunting in the spring of 2020, but you do have to get a permit from Talon Energy, who owns portions of the property that abut this piece that the township bought. So Talon Energy will have these permits. You can get them from them and get out there and do some hunting this spring on a new piece of public property. It'd be kind of cool. For all you hunters in New England, a lot of your fall turkey seasons are about to open up or have already opened. And New Hampshire, your archery season for turkey started September the 15th. So get out there and do some turkey hunting. Hopefully the weather's a good bit cooler there than it is here in the southeast where it is still brutally hot at 95, 96 degrees. 
Also for you guys hunting in New Hampshire, your fall turkey shotgun season in parts of the state is open from October 14th through October the 20th. So keep that in mind as well. Here we are just a couple of weeks away from that opening up for you guys. Hey, the Department of Natural Resources in Illinois is going to be hosting a three-day deer and turkey hunting opportunity for hunters with disabilities. And this is going to be held at Rock Cut State Park. It's going to happen November 14th, 15th, and 16th. A total of 20 hunters with disabilities are going to be eligible to participate, and each hunter can bring a hunting partner along with them, or they can request a partner. So if you or anyone that you know is disabled in the state of Illinois and wants to get out for a special opportunity hunt, then this may be a great opportunity. And for you guys who live in Illinois that are not disabled and you want to volunteer, I say give the Rock Cut State Park a phone call and see what you can do to help them out. Their phone number is 815-885-3311. Minnesota Fall Turkey Hunters, your season is about to open. It opens on 928 and runs through 1027. Get your permits and get out there and get it done. It'd be a good time to go ahead and get your turkey for Thanksgiving in the freezer. Man, I had a blast hunting in Minnesota. That was so much fun. It's probably right up there on my favorite states to hunt. Hey, there's some leftover fall turkey permits that are available for those who want to hunt in the UP, in the Upper Peninsula of Michigan. Their season runs from September the 15th through November the 14th. So that's a pretty long season, and you got a lot of opportunities to get out there and get that tag filled. Also in Wisconsin, your fall turkey season started September the 14th. So if you haven't been out in the woods already, you need to get it done. Get out there. For those of you guys who are hunting in Connecticut, don't forget that you've got to have a resident game bird conservation stamp. That replaced the turkey permit in 2016. And it's required to hunt any resident non-migratory game bird, including turkeys. Now, the stamp is $28 for adult residents and non-residents. So it's pretty reasonable. But all of the revenues from the sale of those conservation stamps are going to be deposited into a separate non-lapsing account that's going to be used exclusively for game birds and their habitat. Now, landowners in Connecticut who own 10 or more contiguous acres may take turkeys on their property still with the free landowner resident game bird conservation stamp. And remember that there is no additional bag limit for turkeys due to the free landowner game bird conservation stamp. Because you guys who own 10 acres or more can actually either get a free landowner resident game bird conservation stamp or a resident game bird conservation stamp. But that does not mean you get two turkeys if you get both of those stamps. Don't forget that. Also, don't forget to fill out a harvest tag once you harvest your turkey. Sign it and keep the tag with the animal until it's processed. And the state also wants to remind you that you need to report your turkey harvest within 24 hours on the department's website or by calling 877-337-4868.
Maine turkey hunters. Your season started September the 16th. If you don't know that already, you're a little bit behind the times. You need to get out there and get it done. So you guys who are going to be in Maine during that time need to get on out there and get it done as well. And for those of you guys who plan on going to Kansas to turkey hunt this fall, the first segment of their fall season begins October the 1st and runs through December the 3rd. And then they have a late winter season that they call their second segment. And it is going to run from December the 16th through January 31st. That is a long fall and winter season. And if you listen to Rob Keck, you really need to go out there and do a late winter hunt. He said that's his favorite time to turkey hunt. Also, Kansas has announced their spring turkey season dates as well. And those are going to run April the 15th through May the 31st of 2020. So keep that in the back of your mind if you're planning on going to Kansas next year to turkey hunt. In fact, if you're going to Kansas next year to turkey hunt, hopefully you've already got that trip booked. Now you guys hunting turkeys in Iowa this fall, listen up. So your Department of Natural Resources, well, they want your legs. They want your turkey legs. So in partnership with the Iowa State University, the Iowa DNR is doing a study where they're looking for the presence of lymphoproliferative disease virus, LPDV, in wild turkeys. And the state is trying to find out if this disease is making its way into Iowa that has been found in other states around the area. The study is designed to look for the presence of the disease and if it's found to be in Iowa, they want to know where it is and to what extent. Now, the state wants successful hunters to save one lower leg for testing. And they're saying just cut the leg off at the joint between the feathered portion of the leg and the scaled part of the lower leg. Wrap it in a paper towel, put it in a Ziploc bag, and freeze it. And then once you've got it in the freezer, you just have to request a mailing envelope through the Iowa DNR website. And then they're going to send you that envelope and a questionnaire. And guess what? The envelope is postage paid. It doesn't get any better than that. Now the state wants to remind everyone that their archery fall season runs from October 1 through December the 6th. And then it picks back up and runs December 23rd through January the 10th. And for the gun hunters, the season runs from October 14th through December the 6th. So I know a lot of you guys in Iowa, when you're out archery hunting, you have a turkey tag to be able to tag a turkey in the fall. So keep that in mind and help the state out with their study that they're doing. Who knows, it may end up helping all of us out one day if the researchers can learn a little bit more about LPDV. For you guys in the Northeast who want to hunt Delaware, believe it or not, the time is now to apply for 2020 state forest turkey permits. The season in Delaware opens on April the 11th, 2020 and ends May 9th, 2020. Completed applications for the state forest permit must be received by January the 10th and there are three different state forests that you can request a permit for and you will need to indicate your request for your preferred weeks and locations on the application. Don't forget 
Delaware is a little bit of a pain in the rear in that all hunters are required to complete a turkey hunting safety education course before you're able to buy a permit or a license in the state of Delaware. So keep that in mind. Speaking of spring 2020 turkey seasons, the state of Arizona says that applications for spring 2020 are only being accepted online now. Previously, hunters had the option of submitting a paper application, and that's gone. So the spring draw for turkeys has actually already opened. The draw period is open, but you have until October the 8th to apply for a permit. And don't forget this. Now, this is kind of crazy. Applicants need an Arizona hunting license that's valid on the final day of the deadline period to be able to submit an application. The yearly hunting license cost $37 for Arizona residents. When we applied for Arizona, that was kind of crazy to me. It was kind of like, all right, you're requiring me to buy a license in order to apply for a tag and there's a chance I won't get a tag. So you just got my license money. Brilliant way to raise money. Luckily for us, we ended up drawing tags, so we were able to use those licenses. Now the next story I'm gonna tell you guys about is not directly related to turkey hunting, it's more related to hunting in general, but I thought that it was pretty interesting. So a new national survey was done that shows the general acceptance of legal hunting has actually increased since 1995 to the highest level ever recorded. So apparently 80% of the general population is accepting of hunting, legal hunting. That number was 73% in 1995. Now, not surprising, legal hunting got varied responses depending upon the resident's hometown, race, gender, and age. And approval ratings were also influenced by the species being targeted and the stated reason for hunting. Now, one of the employees of the company that did the survey said, while only about 4% of the American population hunts each year, the majority of the American public supports hunting, even if they don't personally participate. So, reading between the lines, it is up to us to keep doing what we're doing in educating non-hunters, but more importantly, being respectful of them, being respectful of the animals that we harvest, not driving around town with a deer hanging over the hood of our pickup truck, or not driving around town with a deer in the back of the pickup truck and the tailgate down, things like that are things that we can do to not make someone have a negative opinion of hunting. Another thing that we can do is making sure that we're obeying game laws, that we're obeying the no trespassing signs that we see, and that we're respectful of the property that we're allowed to hunt that is owned by others who give us permission to hunt their properties. Just so you know, this survey was commissioned by the National Shooting Sports Foundation with the support of the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service. Now, I mentioned that people's opinions of hunting varied depending on the reason that they were told someone is hunting. So I'm going to read this part for you guys because it's pretty interesting. So when told that hunting was to protect humans from harm, respondents to the survey's approval rating was 85%. When told that people were hunting for meat, the rate of approval was 84%. When they were told it was for wildlife management, the rate of approval was 82%. 
To get locally sourced food, the rate of approval is 83%. To get organic meat, the rate of approval is 77%. And to protect property, the rate of approval is 74%. So keep that in mind when someone asks you why you hunt. Hunting for meat has an 84% approval rate. Now you may have a hard time convincing someone that you're hunting turkeys to protect humans from harm unless you can get them on YouTube and show them the videos of turkeys chasing people around their neighborhoods. Or maybe you bring up the story of the retirement community in Florida where the residents were terrorized by turkeys. Then maybe you can get them to approve of your turkey hunting at that point. But it's a pretty interesting article and I think some of you guys may want to read that. If so, then I would just say go to Google and type in the search bar, New Study of American Attitudes About Hunting, and it should pop up for you there. Hey, speaking of hunting legally, well, really this article is about hunting illegally. So there have been a bunch of poachers who have received quite a few violations here over the past several weeks in Virginia. So an investigation into illegal turkey hunting practices netted 12 suspects charged in 47 violations in six counties in southeastern Virginia. The violation of Virginia's hunting laws included 18 counts of failure to check a turkey, 9 counts of hunting after obtaining the bag limit, 9 counts of exceeding the season limit, 6 counts of failing to validate a turkey tag, 2 counts of exceeding the daily limit, two counts of illegal possession of wildlife, and one count of hunting without a license. The article goes on to list the names and ages of the people who were charged with these violations and the specific violations that they were charged with. Now, some of the violations actually took place in the state of North Carolina, and these people that have violations in the state of North Carolina have been turned over to the proper authorities there as well. So I'm glad to see our lawmen doing good work. So the next story I'm going to tell you guys about is something that actually took place a few years ago, but I'm just now hearing about it. Some of you may have already heard, but there was in 2017 a turkey harvested in North Carolina that had five spurs. And the article says that that is so rare that only three other eastern wild turkeys with that many spurs have been reported to the NWTF. The spurs ranged in length from six sixteenths of an inch, which I'm not real sure about that. Wouldn't that be three eighths of an inch? But regardless, to an inch and a quarter long. That's pretty neat to me. So, of course, the hunter says he didn't do anything special. He was just in the right place at the right time. But Karen Cavender with the NWTF, whom we've had on the show, said that out of the 27,739 wild turkeys that were registered with the NWTF, four had three spurs on one leg and two on the other. She said that 15 registered turkeys had three spurs on one leg and three on the other, including 14 eastern wild turkeys. And she went on to say that only 86 out of the 27,739 wild turkeys registered had multiple spurs on each leg. And the article also says that fewer than 2% of mature gobblers have one spur or no spurs, and that it's more common for gobblers to be missing a spur on one leg than to not have any spurs at all. So that leads me to ask you guys, have you ever killed a turkey that has one 
or no spurs. I've killed a turkey that had one spur on one leg and not even a bump on the other leg. I didn't know that that was that rare, but according to this article, it is. And I've killed, I don't know how many turkeys that have had broken spurs, one on each leg, but this particular bird that I killed, and I'll I'll never forget this, I killed that turkey on my brother's birthday, and I was late to his birthday party back in Birmingham because I was hunting this turkey, and the turkey was gobbling, and the turkey was coming. I was not about to leave, but after my two-hour drive to get back home, I ended up being about an hour late to his birthday party, but it doesn't matter. He's forgiven me, and I had fresh turkey meat for dinner that day. So if any of you guys have killed a male turkey with no spurs, I'd love to see a picture of it. If you've got the legs with no spurs on them, take a picture and send them to me, andy at iamturkeyhunting.com. And that is it. That is all the turkey soup I have for you guys today. And if you would do me a favor and share this week's episode with a hunting buddy using the share feature in your podcast player application, I would be very appreciative. You can share it by text message or, hey, if you want to go and share it to your social media outlets as well, I won't be upset about that. And now I have to say thank you guys so much for tuning in this week. I know that you have choices. I appreciate you spending your time with us. I hope you have a wonderful week and I look forward to seeing you again next week. Goodbye. Thanks for tuning in. You were just listening to the Turkey Hunter podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please go on over to iTunes and leave a five-star review. And make sure to head over to www.iamturkeyhunting.com to subscribe for free turkey hunting tips, tactics, strategies, and product reviews to help you have a more successful turkey season. And stay tuned for upcoming episodes on hunting afternoon birds, how to film your hunt, and the breeding cycle of hens, as well as some guest interviews. Thanks again for listening. We know your time is valuable, and we appreciate you sharing some of it with us. See you next week.